0: I mean many times
1: it's like when we're on the growth path, right? It's like when we're up leveling, we're growing, you have that resistance or opposition that shows up. So, yep, yeah. That's why we just love that we have great tools in our toolkit of uh, that help us with self-soothing, with grounding, with clarity, that just help us in the growth process.
2: It's true. Tiffany's told us over and over new level, new devil. So,
1: yeah, it's often, again, a witness that you're growing, not a a sign to stop. It's like, oh, because like the example I've used before, and it's an an easy one and a real life one to use. It's like I have no resistance to sit on the couch and eat potato chips and scroll my phone (laughs) correctly. I don't have resistance. Anyone else? Like there's no resistance to do that. Like I got to talk myself into it. I should sit on the couch. Okay, fine. You should eat a bag of chips. Okay, fine. Scroll your phone, just mindlessly, not intentionally, right? It's like, how many of you have to talk yourself into that? You think about it, right? Versus when we're in growth mode from, hey, let's get dressed and go do a workout or go for a run, or let's pick up the phone and make those calls or work on our creative projects and all those kinds of growth things, right? I love Jeannie's aware saying I'm recognizing a lot of my upper limit issues that are kicking in since I've made some changes. So good to see you, Jeannie. Good morning. But yes, that, and she's referencing when she's using the language upper limit. I know many of you have read or heard of a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendrix. And that's a phenomenal read. I'm it's one of my top five recommendations of all time in the personal development space because it really helps what Jeannie's talking about is you all have an upper limit. Sometimes we call that a comfort zone, right? And we'll tie that into our money conversation today of what we're going to work on. But looking at this for yourselves, it's like, hmm, how often, you know, we upper limit when we're hitting up against our ceilings of the good. So yeah, powerful, powerful awareness. And again, it's sometimes uncomfortable and growth is also exciting too. It isn't always this like, oh, heavy, but it's just knowing that part of growth is that resistance that you're going to face off with. But that's the same way that, you know, for instance, you, you build your muscle capacity through strength training is through resistance. Is there's that push, you know, the push on that, that's like, okay, I'm getting stronger. And so perhaps that's some of your affirmations or your mindset is things that anchor you back to strength and courage and growth and capacity is like, my capacity is expanding. I'm getting stronger every day. And, you know, a variety of things that you can be also telling yourself of what the resistance means is we get to decide what it means. We're just having conversation that a, it's normal. And to interpret it instead of a sign to slow down, sit down, stop, wait, right? It's more so fuel in the tank of I'm on the right path. I'm moving in the right direction. I love it. Jeff says, I'm doing my push-ups right now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lifetime. We love it. So good.
1: Sounds like just a couple of questions. Do you want to share a little bit about experience doTERRA if people want to Come Absolutely. in for that, how they find those details. And then it looks like there's a question about that there's a leadership called doTERRA-wide today, perhaps?
2: Yeah, so um, Experienced doTERRA, we host once a month. Um, and just a, a phenomenal opportunity to come, um, connect with like-minded people. Um, it's, it's designed as a prospecting tool, uh, especially for business prospects. So if you've got someone you're having that business conversation about, and they're kind of on the fence, um, bring them to Experience Zotera and they will be all in. So you can um, see the whole schedule. We've got the whole year booked out. So go to sharesuccess.com, click on events, and then you'll see the whole schedule. Um, you'll also see the rank retreats. Um, they're at the same web page. Um, so I'll put the link here for those who missed it. ShareSuccess.com slash events. And that's got the whole calendar of everything else too. So, ShareSuccess.com slash events. <clears throat> um, somebody asked about a doTERRA leadership call today. I'm not totally sure on that. Can anybody confirm? Um, I know they, ho- they scheduled out a whole series of follow up calls on Refer a Friend. Um, <clears throat> so, yes. I have several people saying yes. So that's, um, if someone has the link to that, if they want to post that, or if, or maybe that's just for certain ranks, I don't know.
0: Um, silver and above, okay. So if you're silver and above, check your inbox. Should have gotten a link to that. Awesome, any other questions? I think that's it. Oh, Marie's asking
2: where, where to stay if you're coming to town. Um, just search up hotels near Alpine, Utah.
0: <clears throat>
2: You'll see um, there's a, a dozen or so that are either at Point of the Mountain, or um, that's probably closest. Actually, is is Point of the Mountain. You could stay down by Corporate because uh, we do spend the first day at Corporate. So you could search up Pleasant Grove um, or just use DoTerra's address to uh, to find. Um, Victoria saying,
0: True Hilton is nice and affordable, so TRU. So good, good stuff. All right, well, should we dive in? Let's do it. Okay, so uh, Law of Divine
2: Compensation, which this is a little treasure that Tiffany shared with us years ago and has been in our list of top five all time favorite books. And so it's one worth coming back to year after year after year. So that's what we did this year. We came back. And so we just want to talk through some of our top takeaways and hear from you um, as you read through and and soaked in this yummy content. What popped out to you? What spoke to you? Um, what What was the... The cream that rose to the top. Mm. Um, Tiff, do you want to lead out?
1: Yeah, I I love we're gonna do this together. And welcome, by the way, to the last week of the quarter of Q1 of 23. Last week of the month of March. It's March 29th today at the time of this recording, 2023. And I'm gonna invite you, if you haven't yet already, if at all possible, first and foremost, I want you to get in a snuggly position. And grab a journal, a workbook, your, your book, if you have a physical copy of the book, The Law of Divine Compensation, and maybe grab or make up your MetaPower, right? My MetaPower is joining us, sidekick today, or maybe a Creole brew or warm beverage or whatever you prefer. But grab something to write with because we're going to do some work today. Yep, Andy's prepared. Andy's ready. <laughs> You also have a stocked fridge behind you, too, as I was there yes. over the weekend. It was like that baby's stocked with some good stuff.
2: Always be prepared.
1: Always be prepared. But what I'd love for y'all to do, I, I love the timing that we're having this conversation because we are on the cusp of spring. Technically, by the date calendar, we've turned into <laughs> spring. Here in Utah, we're still in a, we're we're sloughing off winter and we're having a long winter and, and that's okay. We, Andy and I've been sharing lots of memes back and forth about that, but it, it's, it's all to get you through. Yeah. What you've got to use a little humor to get through, you know, sometimes a little chocolate helps too. And then balance essential oil, <laughs> Amen. But, but what I'd love for us to just be aware, right. We are in the, in the energy of a new beginning and technically you can be in a new beginning whenever your mind decides to be And what I love about this study and the awareness of personal development overall is what I just said is that you become aware of the power of choice and that you get to choose even your thoughts, which your thoughts create your feelings. So I want you to write that for me in your notes, thoughts, and then maybe even an arrow or an equal sign thoughts lead to feelings, right? And when you look at what a belief is, a belief is simply a thought that you've thought so many times you've adopted as your truth. And sometimes we're not even aware of the truths we adopt. It just becomes such. And so when we talk about money, this gets to be the possibility, at least the invitation, is having a new or renewed experience with how we see money and what that means. But where I'd like to start today is I just invite you a couple of questions. This is where you'll want something to write with. You know, some of you might be driving on the go, but if at all possible, what I'd love for you to drop into is just become aware. When I first ask you to think about money, what are your initial few thoughts, feelings, or images that come up for you? And take a moment to jot those down. What are your initial just thoughts, feelings, images that come to mind when you think about money? Put them in your notes. And then if you wouldn't mind, just so we kind of start to get a pulse, what's here or what's coming up for you, would you mind sharing some of that in the chat box? box. But your initial thoughts, feelings,
0: images, when you hear or think about the concept of money. And there's no right or wrong. And again, sometimes we're putting our conscious brain, but I'm just asking even for your primal
1: brain, your initial response, thought or feeling or feelings
0: or images that come up for you. Because again, we're not judging it, we're just taking a pulse. Okay, thank you for sharing lots of gems in the chat box.
1: Some of you just as an awareness loves, you're sharing some great gems to chat and it's going just to Andy and I, it says hosts and panelists. So if you'd change your settings to everyone, just so others in the group can see that.
0: Yeah, lots of thoughts and feelings. And as you think about your relationship
1: with money, did you know you're in a relationship with money? And some of you are like happily married, some of you it's complicated. Some of you it's feeling real single and or whatnot, you know, but you're in partnership. You're in a relationship with money. Right. And there's all kinds of things you guys are sharing in the chat box. I'm going to share just a few of them so they're on the recording because I know some people listen back to our podcast here. But some of you are saying abundance and supporting others or stewardship. Some of you are saying I need more, or I don't have enough to do live and be the way I want to be stewardship, ability to bless, never seem to have enough for wants. just what I need, meaning just getting by, right? I can do more, get in the world, travel and home improvements, helping and supporting others, comfort, freedom, but responsibility. Unfortunately, it was scarcity opportunity. You see all the variety that's here And I just invite you to be aware of it, right? Can we just say this, that we're going to observe, not judge what comes up for you in our session today is we're just going to get curious, like, oh, can we all adopt into as a collective group, whether you're here live or listening to this recording, we're just going to explore these questions in this conversation with curiosity versus making it mean, gosh, because of scarcity came up for me or just enough. Gosh, what's wrong with me? Nope. We're just getting curious. Like, oh, why is the sky blue? Curious. Why is the grass green? If there is grass under all that snow, right? <laughs> but it's like, we're just getting curious and curious to your feelings, thoughts, and images, reactions to it.
0: But as you think about your relationship with money, how would you define it? Are you guys besties and really good friends? Is there a lot of trust, a lot of flow? Is there a lot of fear, stress, anxiousness, or maybe neutrality? It's just kind of there. How would you describe your relationship with money? Part of this, too, is just looking at like, Another question is, what does money mean to me? Yeah, variety of things that are coming up. And again, none of it is good or bad. It's just, we're observing. We're getting curious together. Just getting curious. And it's probably evolved, right? My money life, my
1: past self, past lives, if you will, in this life. I had a lot more fear with money um, and a lot more, you know, judgment around it or, ah, concern. And we're now in a much more flow, harmonious state, but it gets to be something, you know, it's a relationship and any relationship requires for it to grow, requires intentionality.
0: Like anything, right? Is we're just going to be more, perhaps more intentional in our money relationship. So it's just being aware, conversation. What does it mean? What's the relationship? And on a scale, what I'd like you to look at on a scale of one to 10,
1: 10 being high or feels solid and and feels really solid, feels really good. And a one feels pretty low and pretty shaky. Where would you rate your current financial piece? Where's your piece about money? In your financial life on a scale of one to 10. And if you'd put that also in the chat
0: box or if again, in your own notes. And if you'd all weigh in on this, and if again, you're on Facebook Live,
1: just so we get a pulse to where this is coming in. We're seeing a lot of
0: fives, threes, eights, sevens, fours and fives, six. Yeah. So as you intuitively drop in, ask yourself, what's one thing I could do to move it up one number on the scale? So if you're currently saying it's
1: a five, what's one thing you could do to move it from a five to a six? Or if it's a seven to an eight or a three to a four and versus just saying, we'll make more of it. What's one thing to deepen your relationship with your own financial peace? And yes, perhaps take action. Mm -hmm. Perhaps spend time with my budget or my financial planning, my thoughts about it. Yeah. Pay
0: more attention to it. Learn more. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of good gems coming up here. So it's just an awareness,
1: right? And we're just thinking about, hmm, I want to have a better, how many of you would then
0: declare, I want to have a better, healthier relationship with money. If that's you, maybe say yes. Me, whichever one you want to in the chat box. Yeah, lots of yeses,
1: lots of declarations. So perhaps literally write that declaration for me in your workbook
0: or your journal, whatever you're using to take notes. I choose to have a healthier relationship with money. And there's different, again, viewpoints to this. And some of you, the language stewardship. because the the irony or the unique thing about money is that it's it's a concept that
1: humans created for an exchange system is that like right now like this say this lip gloss here on my little desk is technically just an object i paid money for it though so there's an exchange of value or or my rose touch bottle Right. We're the ones that decided this, what meaning or what value this has, and that this perhaps bottle has more value than a different oil type of thing. But we created this concept of money as an exchange system. Right. And not to wax too down a philosophical concept on that, but just to realize that things the moment you transition out of this body our concern about a lot of these things immediately would evaporate, right? Like, oh, I need this, or it's this, or it's that, or it's this. And it's just perhaps setting that intention to say, I want to have more peace and trust in my financial life. And that's one of the key words. We often hear words, peace and freedom. The word I want you to more anchor into regularly is the word trust.
0: Because for me, the opposite of fear isn't necessarily peace. Peace is a fruit of a certain spirit. What helps me invite peace into my life is often,
1: again, trust. It's the opposite for me of anxiety is I'm in trust. And so it's thinking about how can I trust more? I'm just curious, have any of you that are here with us live
0: ever been homeless? where you literally didn't have a couch or a bed to sleep on. I'm just curious about this. There's actually currently two yes, two yeses. Shelly says, yes. Gail says, yep. When I was 19, Charlotte says, yes. And that perspective is
1: one of my, a dear friend of mine, who now has several very successful businesses at one point in his life, in his younger life, he was literally homeless, technically living out of a car, but like there was no bed to sleep in and how he's created change. But even then he talks about how he was quote provided for, and that he would find food or opportunities or different shelters or things. And of course- The intention is not that that's where we want to be, but it's just this awareness is like dropping into and creating one of Natalie's very favorite affirmations that we worked on together years ago is I
0: am perfectly supported. And that might be one that works for you too. I am perfectly supported. I am always taken care of. Life, God, universe, things are always working out for me. Some of these different, again,
1: beliefs, remember that you have thoughts and thoughts lead to feelings. Thoughts and feelings repeated enough, we adopt as a belief. But just becoming aware that you are perfectly supported, provided for. And yes, you might be saying, Tiff, but I really want to change my circumstances. I really want to create more of an income. I love it. It starts, or part of it is in your thoughts and in your feelings. And what you think or how you feel about money. And what I love about Marianne's work is she calls it divine. Another word for divine is God. Another word for divine is universe. Another word for divine is source.
0: Another word for divine is wholeness, is divine compensation. And realizing and coming
1: home to a new relationship with money being built upon the foundation, again, of trust and being taken care of in this way. So all I'm asking you initially here is looking at your own relationship. What are your thoughts, your feelings? Where does this show up for you for it to be the most applicable in our time here that we spend together on this? Because she has so many good quotes, so many gems, which I want you guys to st- to share those as we're here together today. But it's just realizing that as we, one of the things that she says a few times in the book, she says our internal abundance is ultimately the source of our external abundance. Who we are, not just the services we provide, creates the money. There's a great, another phenomenal book. It was one of my very first books into personal development by James Allen. And he wrote a book called as a man thinketh off the Bible verse, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, but what's happening externally, you could also say is a mirror of what's happening internally and that who we're being and how we're showing up. And that energy has such a powerful influence to what we're creating, what we're manifesting or potentially what we're repelling. And so again, it's in James Allen's work, similar as a man thinketh, he says, we attract what we are, not what we want. And some of that means we attract also, I'd say you attract to what's your comfort zone, what's familiar. So just becoming conscious of that is at some level, what you might be playing out financially if you think see there if you look at it objectively again we're just curious we're not judging curiosity for ourselves might see themes and patterns right like i think one of you Kathy i think was saying there always seems to be just enough for what i need but not necessarily extras for what i want and if that's the pattern and that's the theme and we go wait how do i okay then in that belief looking at some of that belief work is perhaps the the conversation around permission Allowing myself to want what I want. Do I really, truly have deep belief in that? Because oftentimes we're just simply repeating what's familiar to us. And so coming into this is like, how do we start to shift that? How do we start to create something different? Andy, anything you want to now jump in on this as we just start to lead into, as you think about your own relationship with money and how it's evolved, how it's shifted, the work you've had to do to help shift your own mindset. Anything that you want to add at this point about this conversation so far?
2: I just love this topic so much, um, and I'm so grateful for you bringing it. First of all, this book to our awareness, but also suggesting that we we have this combo. Um, yeah, my my relationship hasn't always been real healthy. Um, <clears throat> my growing up, my people would ask my dad what he does for a living. And he would say well i'm a teacher so i've taken the vow of poverty mm. it's kind of this this unspoken understanding that um that poverty was our destiny and it's kind of written in the stars and um you know there wasn't um any direct uh anger about that but but just kind of this Um, you know, that's, that's not really what we're made for. And I think as I started to get older, I started to realize, you know, I wonder if there's another possibility. I wonder if, if we can
0: um, become the creator of so much value, that value
2: just naturally flows back to us. And, And I remember reading the book Atlas Shrugged, um, which is an absolute classic. It's by Ayn Rand. And she basically portrays um, this really unique mindset, which is uniquely American, that we make money. We're, we're the only language that uses that type of phrasing that, that, we, that we create money, we make money. Um, and so you know, she's from Austria. And she, she grew up in a socialist environment. And so, um, yeah, Michael saying best speech on money, right? The radio speech. Oh man, I get chills just thinking about it. So um, that's when I really started to open my mind to this idea that there is actual, um, a, a certain dignity that comes from creating massive value.
0: It's not about
2: the receiving and having, it's more about the creation and, and Natalie and I have always been, um, addicted to creation. Um, and, um, and so we, 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 love this concept that, um, it's kind of our calling and our purpose to, to step into creation, to be, to be creators, especially, um, for us, you know, creating as a couple. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of been, that's a a short version of, of my journey with money, just coming to realize it's not, it's not a good or a bad thing. Um, money's neutral and money doesn't care who has it. And so if, if you choose to be a, a limitless creator, then, um, greater flow can come back to you.
0: Mm. So,
2: um, so so powerful. Um, mm-hmm. There are a couple of quotes from the book that um, I, I, I just made a few graphics with, um, with some of my favorites. Mm. And, and so one of them is that one that you said earlier that I am perfectly supported, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's gorgeous.
2: I am perfectly supported. And, um, gosh, I could, I could spend an hour on this one, but when we finally choose to just embrace that, you know, um, but another one that I love so much is that with every thought, we either summon a block, sorry, we either summon or block a miracle. Mm. It's so
1: true. Andy, I want you to go deeper on this because Literally, you can discern, does this thought invite prosperity or a miracle? Or does this thought block or repel it? Does this thought invite kindness and inclusion or repel it? Does this thought invite intimacy and connection or does it repel it? Like literally your thoughts that are these Mm -hmm. little energetic molecules are creating, they're creative. Anyway, I want you to go deeper on this because this one's so powerful.
2: Totally. I remember uh, when Natalie and I started learning about the power of language, you know, I I would make jokes, um, about, Oh yeah, we, um, you know, we're, we don't have a penny to our name. We're the, we're the poorest people you ever meet. And, and she would catch me and say, hang on, let's, you know, let's be more intentional with our language. And it took me quite a while to realize just the incredible power of our thoughts. That there is, you know, not that we should be walking on eggshells, like, oh no, I, I can't say the wrong thing, but just being really intentional and, and carefully choosing um, every thought because it truly does create our reality. And, and so getting in flow with miracles and, and having this miracle mindset, if you will, um, it starts with the thoughts. And, and so we, we choose the path We're either going towards a miracle or we're either blocking a miracle with those thoughts. So it's just, uh, I just love her languaging. It's Mm. it's so spot on. What else? Anything else you want to add on that one?
1: No, I just think, and I love these images and maybe we could share them on the share success page or something so people can use them as wallpaper or print them off. Anyone else though want to put this in the chat box is just, you know, again, a lot of Marianne Williamson's work just as context is she was it has been a deep student of what's called a course in miracles, Mm -hmm. which is spiritual text written and believed to be by certain teachers, you know, like spiritual work that was downloaded. It is in Christian language where she uses, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, even though Marianne is technically Jewish, right? And Spitzo is Jesus. So, you know, it all aligns in that way. (laughs) But she's talking heavily from a course in miracles. And I remember something, you know, and she references if you all of you that have read or listened to this book, you've heard this at different times, but she's a student, a deep, you know student of this work and she talks about often again course in miracles how these miracles you know again we can one of my favorite lines from a course in miracles that I became aware of because of her is you can either have a grievance or you can have a miracle and I just invite you to know that like you can have a grievance or you can have a miracle but you love You can't have a grievance and a miracle coming out of your mouth at the same time. You have to pick. And so it's just being aware of the words we speak, the thoughts we think. And to Annie's point, not becoming so self-conscious that you're like, oh my gosh, I thought a negative thought. I thought a negative thought. You're going to think negative thoughts every single day. But by becoming conscious and intentional to say, what relationship do I choose to have with money? What do I choose to believe about money? And really what you're saying is, what do I choose to believe about source? Does God have my back all the time, right? Does the universe source, whatever language works for you. It's like, you can always tap into the flow. And as she's saying, purity of heart is the miracle workers engine of creation, having a genuine heart, being a person who shows up. If you're in this community, this is already who you are. We're just tuning you back into it at times when we talk about these things. But being the kind of person, as she says, also throughout the book, your your business is your ministry, showing up to serve, showing up to add value. Every single one of you, regardless of what your bank account looks like today, if you choose to, can put your intention on who can I serve today? Who can I add value to today? Who can I bless today? And when that's our energy, that's again, she calls it the engine of wealth creation, purity of heart is the engine of wealth creation. So when you think of, I want to create more wealth, you start thinking thoughts like, how can I add more value? How can I be a bigger blessing? How can I show up in this way, which is abundant thinking, right? When you're thinking, gosh, I don't have enough. There's never enough. It's this, it's that. That's heavily inward self-thinking versus who can I bless today? Who can I bless today? And you you become a vehicle of a blessing, how powerful that is. But I'll tell you all, I had an experience years ago where you can have a grievance or you can have a miracle. I had booked to do a a live, large live event. And my past previous year, we'd sold well over like 120 hotel rooms with my hotel contract. And we hadn't booked that many. sometimes when you book event space, you book a room block, right? So you get discounted rooms and that's how a lot of hotels, they make a lot of money is you bring guests to their property. Well, I had run this event for several years and I committed to, a hun- um, I think it was a hundred rooms in my room block, which was a huge commitment, but I'd run this event for years. I knew what we were creating and doing. However, by this point, Airbnb that particular year, we would come into where a lot of my guests decided to rent Airbnbs and roommate up together versus stay on site. So we still had the same huge event of several hundred people, but instead of everyone booking a hotel room, we had this situation and y'all, it was like, I was going to owe the Marriott another, like an addition, like another, like just 30 grand, $30,000, right. Which I had that and it was fine. I could cover it, but it was feeling really stressful. Usually when I come into an event, we're already in a profit margin, Versus like, whoa, we are, have like spent everything and it's this stressful situation. And what I'm telling you is there's a Bible verse for me that is really near and dear to my heart. I'm a, i am aii love Psalm 23. I'm probably not alone in that, right? It's known as the Lord is my shepherd Psalm, those verses, six verses in that Psalm in the Holy Bible. And verse six says this mercy and goodness. Follow me all the days of my life mercy and goodness, follow me all the days of my life. And I remember having a a conversation with our dear friend, Kelly, right? Like a few weeks out before the event. And she was just trying to help me brainstorm. And she was like, well, what if this, and what if that, and then you could offer this or make this offer and, and this offer and that offer. And it was like, yeah, but then I have to backtrack that with, you know, or change this or this. And we were just, she was just helping me. She's a dear friend of mine. And I just said to her, I said, you know what, Kelly, at this point, again." as one of the other things she says in the book, right? Is I can absorb the loss, right? Andy, I know that's one of your favorites of this too is I can absorb the loss, but I just said, you know what, Kelly? I just have to stay in miracle space and stay out of grievance. Like I'm stressed, I'm anxious. I'm cutting ties with grievance. And I literally like three, four times a day was just walking around saying, mercy and goodness follow me all the days of my life. Similar to I am perfectly supported life or God or source or universe has my back. Things are always working out for me. I'm so excited to see how this works out for me. There is abundance on its way. And literally in about seven days from, we had this online promotion happening that was a digital thing and this other thing. I literally saw like seven grand hit PayPal and another 10 grand hit PayPal and another eight grand hit PayPal. Literally you guys in about, A matter of days. The money already exists in the universe. It's just, are you in a clean energy, right? And an intentional energy. But I just kept declaring over my life, mercy and goodness follow me all the days of my life. That scripture is on this gorgeous piece of artwork in wood, and it's huge. And it's literally outside my bedroom door. There we go. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So that's another, again, affirmation of trust. Remember when I said this is about trust? Mm-hmm. So we might say fight financial peace, financial this, yes, but peace is a fruit of trust. And I had so much peace come to me where I just knew, I didn't know how, but I knew it was going to be fine. I knew it was going to get worked out. Didn't know how, didn't know if that meant, okay, I'll write the check out of my savings account and, or we'll do this, or we'll do that for this event. Fine. We'll we'll make it happen. I didn't know how I just knew who, Ooh, that's good. I didn't know, didn't know how, but I knew who, and one of my dear friends, Preston smiles. He says this, he goes, I don't have to know everything that's going to happen in my life or in my circumstances, or in this case, you guys in our bank account, I just need to know the knower, and knower with a capital K meaning God, meaning source, meaning universe. So when you're spiritually aligned, which is this work, the law of divine divinity compensation is we practice being in gratitude. We practice being in trust. We practice abundance, right? And being in this energy, but it's, I I want there to be, I get strongly, there needs to be a theme for many of you of permission, permission for abundance, permission for the joy, permission for the radiance and the, you know, expansion, the permission for that. One other thing I wanted to share, and then we can move into wherever else anyone else wants to go, is one of my favorite things she talks about. This is in, on page 72 in the book, called, and it's under the chapter, Facing Our Prejudice, which is so good. She says, once again, I'm on page 72, once again, everything we experience in the world is a reflection of our thoughts if you don't feel, if you feel ashamed about celebrating money, don't expect money to celebrate you. All the energy, right? Another favorite quote here around this is by Wayne Dyer, where he says, abundance is not something we acquire, yet something we tune into. There's already abundance around you, right? Right now, this is one of the exercises I wanted you to do. It's It's not uncommon to make a gratitude list, right? And if you want to call it your gratitude list or your abundance list, but right now in this moment, become aware of the abundance that surrounds you. You can hear our voice.
0: You have the ability to hear. Most of you, I assume, also have the ability of sight. You have electricity,
1: technology to be connected to this call. If you've read or listened to this book, you can read or understand or comprehend or listen, right? Like, ooh, you likely, not all, but might likely you woke up in a bed
0: today. There's likely, is there food in the fridge, clothes in the closet, laundry detergent? Maybe there's blue sky. Maybe
1: you can see some flowers or green or things like that, but it's just tuning into, Right abundance is not something we acquire, but yet we tune into. Okay. I mean, I know we could be here forever. Andy, I want to hear what else you want to share on this. <laughs> anyone else, anyone else, what was your favorite quote that you loved in this material?
2: While everyone's posting their, their favorites, um, I just want to hit on a question from Christina. So she asks, how do you teach children about the value of things and that they cost money? Without going into that scarcity mindset, while my kids to understand that things aren't free, take care of their belongings. But I find myself constantly bringing a negativity to it because I don't have much to spend on toys, uh, especially if they aren't taken care of. So, so powerful, and I really want to turn this into a mastermind. Like, um, if if any of you were coaching Christina, if you find yourself in the same situation, um, how can you create a shift? How can you create change that dialogue from one of scarcity to one of abundance? How can you teach the value of things and um, and be in a place of abundance? So obviously, if, if your child um, <clears throat> breaks a toy over and over again, or loses something over and over again, um, you might think, oh, well, to be in a space of abundance, you just have to keep replacing it and think, oh, I can absorb the loss
0: just over and over, you know, just let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Or what's another option? I would say that to teach your child the value of things,
2: if it were my child, I would say, oh, dang, I'm so sorry we lost that. Um, but I know that you can create a replacement. Um, I know that you're capable of anything and everything. So um, do you want to do some extra chores? Um, Do you want to, you know, our our daughter Eliza makes these candles with beeswax that she puts essential oils in. You know, she's lost probably three iPhones in her life. And she's, you know, replaced them with her own money. I think we replaced the first one. And then after that was it was up to her. So um, that's how we teach her the value of money. Um, and there's no negativity. It's not like, you know, well, money doesn't grow. I mean, what, what are the things we hear over and over through our lives, right? Well, money does, doesn't grow on trees, you know. Um, the the anyways, I, I can't think of the the countless things that we've been told our whole lives, but that's that's the general idea that we kind of default to, right? But I want to hear other ideas. What would you? How would you respond? What would you say um, to help your children understand the value of of money and creation? Um, I love what Roxanne um, always says: um, "You're the source of money.
0: Um, mm.
2: You're you're the source of time. You know, whenever the idea comes up that there's not enough time or there's not enough money, just going back to, but you're the source of it. You're the creator. You're the creator of all time. You're the creator of all of all of all money." such good stuff um i'll just share a couple of other faves um there's never enough time is there to hit everything there's sorry i'm this i'm the creator of time Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, it's
1: so powerful oh that's so good andy
2: so spiritual growth involves giving up um the stories of your past
0: so the universe can write a new one. Um, Yeah, everything seen
2: begins in a place that was first unseen.
0: Mm -hmm. It's the planting of
2: the seed. Yeah, and I love how Marianne through this book and through A Course in Miracles is constantly um, helping us let go of this world and surrender to our our spiritual, our eternal nature, um, and and make that the primary reality. Um, It's really, really powerful. Your love and your purpose is to love. From a mind filled with infinite love comes the power to create infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we're willing to see the innocence of another person, even when he or she has has behaved without love towards us, we activate the law, of divine compensation. So it always comes back to just that perspective of um, my my worth is infinite. My purpose is is limitless because I'm connected to source.
1: Mm-hmm. So- oh, good. I love Maria's comment in the chat box. I want to read this so it's captured on the recording. She says, my favorite thought from the book, everyone else Now's the time we'd love to hear if like, if you haven't yet shared, what's one of your favorite thoughts or quotes from the book? There's one final one I want to wrap with at some point, but one of the things Maria puts here in the chat box, I just love, she says a favorite thought from the book in the ch- is the chapter on prayer. I love that every single moment, every single holy instant, the universe is ready to begin again. The only time that God's time intersects with linear time is in the present moment. Miracles happen, not in the past or future, but now
0: it's so good. So, so good. Yeah. Right now, like right now, this is another powerful thing. I am reading another money
1: book presently and I'm still, I'm right in the middle of it. So I'll let, after I get through it, then I like to say, okay, maybe we look at this, but I'm, I really am enjoying this book called a happy pocket full of money. It's similar to what Maria just said is what's happening in the now is a being in the awareness that you're abundant right now. Many of you think I might be abundant in the future, but right now, that's why we're saying become aware right now is like, again, electricity is here. I'm in a home. I have clothing and food. I'm connected to a community that loves me. And I have essential oils and tools at my fingertips and, and I can smell and I can see and taste and touch. And like, I'm a powerful creator, right? That's where money and time and opportunity, everything is, you're all creators, right? Like, Mm -hmm. do you get that? Like, you're all literally a walking miracle. Your odds of being in a human body are like one in 400 trillion. You're already a walking miracle. You checked that box the moment you were conceived, let alone born. It's like, whoa, I'm this incredible divine being walking around. Yes. In a human skin suit with all kinds of fun emotions and experiences and politics and economies and weather and life stuff. But it's just like the now I love that. So powerful that we go, mm. we get to drop into I'm abundant right now. Many of you think again so that's for some of you your takeaway that's needed is I am abundant right now not once I finally get my act together clean up my debt clean up this do this change this change that be this then I'll finally be and it's so so f- way out in the future versus it's right now and yes the more we practice and and move into it's not just one thing but it's like we align our thoughts we align our hearts we pray, we show up and add value. We more are in the energy of trust and take more action. You know, you are going to have a different experience in your circumstances, but it's coming back to this right now that you go, I'm abundant right now. Just like at any moment, we could be like, I can be happy right now. Did you ever have the experience or maybe you've had the experience, right? I don't know, you know, what you, were exposed to growing up or so forth. Maybe you ever had the experience where you might be squabbling with someone, one of your kids, you know, or your spouse, or someone, or you watched your parents squabble or whatever, and they're in the middle of this, bah, 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 and then the phone rings, and they pick up the phone, and they go from bah, 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 to hi, how are you? <laughs> and some of you might like You might be like, Tiff, you just triggered some childhood wounds there. But what I want you to realize, we've probably done it, is we have choice always. Right now, you can choose to be like, you know what? I'm not going to let that bug me today. I'm going to be happy today or in this moment. Today might feel too long to commit to, but right now, I'm going to be happy now. I'm abundant now. And seeing and appreciating your abundance right now, right? We practice abundance, we practice the vibration of abundance
0: that tunes us back in yeah, so good. Amen. Mm-hmm. There was one more um, that uh, that I just want to wrap on, maybe. Uh,
2: faith isn't blind, it's visionary. Having faith in a positive outcome doesn't mean you're denying a problem or ignoring obstacles. It simply mm. means you're affirming a solution. That's
1: so good. Is that your quote?
2: Marianne Williamson. It's,
1: is that in the book? Okay. Yeah.
2: It's all, all these quotes are from the book. Um, but she, um, th- th- there's another one that's related, which um, I didn't get a chance to put in the, the slideshow, but um, it's basically um, with every thought, oh, sorry. Yeah. With every thought we think, we display either faith in love or faith in fear. Mm. Um and then you know, faith is not just a theological principle, it's a mental and emotional muscle. Mm -hmm. So our problem is that we tend to have tremendous faith in the power of our disasters and Mm. far too little faith in the power of miracles.
1: Yes. I love the way that's summed up, is we're not ignoring like, hey, there's some issues, there's challenges, there's mortgages to pay, there's things to do, there's this or that or whatever. It's affirming, though, a solution. It's choosing to firm up where you're going, who you're being, and becoming how powerful that is. I want to wrap it. It seems like a few people have asked for that Siberian fur graphic, if you want to pull that back up.
2: For sure. Um,
1: But what I want to wrap with y'all, one of my favorite things in this entire book, and there's three takeaways, right? Three things, whichever one most speaks to you, I want you to adopt. That Siberian fur quote there, take a picture of the screen. It says, you are loved and your purpose is to love. From a mind filled with infinite pos- infinite love comes the power to create infinite possibilities. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So good. Okay. Can we wrap with this? It's on page 169 in the book. And she says this. I've already mentioned this before, but let's reinforce it. Purity of heart, then, is the miracle worker's greatest engine of wealth creation. There are three spiritual steps involved in the metaphysical transformation of lack into abundance. So here's these three key things. Jot these down or again, page 169. Number one, this is how we create change in our lives, right? Financially and otherwise. But number one, she says, be grateful for what you already have. We've touched on that today write the gratitude list, the abundance list, see the good in your life, affirm it, speak it, pray it, praise it, sing it, right? As we acknowledge and anchor to the gratitude we already have. Gratitude is a powerful elixir for change because it changes your mind and your your mindset. Number two, also so powerful, clean up whatever you need to clean up. Think about this, you guys. Clean up whatever you need to clean up. If that's getting your taxes done, I know some of you are in that vibe right now, just like me. It's like the rest of us. Some of us getting your taxes done, or maybe setting up a a, a bill payment plan, or if you need to declutter your office, or your bedroom, or your closet, or you need to clean up a grudge. Grudges are costly, and I've participated in them in my life too. So I don't say that as a self-righteous. It's like, woo, energy, right? Vibration and some of you need to clean up and forgive yourself or others. Maybe your past self, like, Ooh, your college self who maybe gotten a lot of credit card debt, right? Or maybe you need to clean up a grudge, someone that's hurt your feelings and, and so forth. And we think about that, but clean up whatever you need to clean up and just drop into what that means to you intuitively because it'll be different things. Some of you, there's financial cleanups or physical space cleanups or energetic, emotional ones. And not that that has to be perfect, but if you're a miracle worker, which you are, then we participate in miracle-making business. And that would include cleansing, releasing, repenting, forgiving, right? Anything that's like, oh, come into cleansing, releasing, clean up whatever you need to clean up. And finally, number three, She says, allow yourself to want what you want. The three together are a powerful brew. I would invite you to review that part of the book again and again and again. Is looking at we practice the gratitude. We clean up what needs to get cleaned up. That's a great way to make room for the new in your life, right? We let go of the old. We clean up the old, make space. And number three, some of you, as I mentioned, I feel this strongly for some of you, is you need permission and practicing permission to allow yourself to want what you want, to let yourself get into the vibration of those desires, right? And really letting yourself practice that. She has some great content here that, you know, lets you tune in and practice some of that. But those are some of the biggest gems for me and takeaways. My hope is again, exposing you And as a group reading this, that it's like we're up leveling as a group collectively, the consciousness, the vibration, the awareness of coming into more trust. And I I think it's, of course, it's always good timing, but really good timing, because there is so much fear in the the world being spoken of and talked about and shared, you know, uh, specifically about economics. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not that we put our head in the sand and we pretend that Well, what about this with interest rates? And what about this with a recession? And what about this and that? And we're not ignoring that. But again, we're coming home to our spiritual economy, God's economy. We're coming home to true principles that we're affirming in faith that we are going to keep practicing through those challenges or adversity to help us create
0: more intentionally. Hey, to the man. Good stuff. We've been to church. Thank you so much for leading out,
2: Tiff, and thank you for um, just bringing the, the, the space, creating this incredible space. Um, we are so blessed, and there is enough to spare. So thank you all for joining us and, and bringing it yourselves. Um, I've loved the chat. I don't think I've ever seen a more active chat on the side. So thank you all so, so much, and
0: we will see you next week. Thank you guys.